0: what's up this is rebel radio what up what up this is dj newmark this is tina better
1: it's your boy it's okay
0: keep checking out rebel radio rebel radio this is rebel radio we're
1: in the place right here
0: uh, rebel radio is going
2: down would
1: you say rebel radio oh wait let's do it again R-R- rebel radio what's up rebels welcome back to rebel radio the weekly show where i bring you the rebels who are shaping our culture i'm your host josh levine This week, we bring you a very special short bonus episode in addition to our regular episode this week. uh, I'm bringing you a snippet of a podcast called The Artist and the Athlete, hosted by Lindsay Zarniak. Uh, It's a show that combines two big passions in music and sports. Each episode is a set of guests who share a real connection, whether that's an existing relationship or just two people that see the world the same way like Brad Paisley and Clayton Kershaw, reminiscing about their shared family vacations, or Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam, uh, giving up some, some secrets from life on tour that he's never shared before. Lindsay's a, a great host, and I think you're really gonna enjoy the show. I'm excited to share it with you here. You can get it every Tuesday, new episodes, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I am joined by Clayton Kershaw, World Series
1: champion and country music superstar, Brad Paisley.
0: The difference between Clayton and I, like, Clayton's like, how do you just, you just walk out there? It's like, yeah, but see, in my case, no one's rooting against (laughs) me. they paid to see you. Yeah, no, they're not typically hoping I fail that day. There's a lot of people wanting Clayton to fail that day. There's 29 other teams that want him to fail that day.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Me, I mean... There's only a couple guys in the audience that want me to fail that night. A couple of boyfriends or whatever. (laughs) Danica Patrick, I've known you for years. Alanis Morris said, I mean, I've spent
3: large swaths of my adolescence, like just idolizing you. We'd drive to the go-kart races, and my dad would play a ton of classic rock, so like nice. Steve Miller Band and Queen and Styx and mm. Boston and Deep Purple, and <laughs> I would be able to play a little bit of my own music, which was you, and mm. I think at that point in time, I was listening to Coolio. Oh, great. So, between you and Coolio. <laughs> nice combo. <laughs> that's, that's a great <laughs> Such <humor>. a great <laughs> integration. <laughs> <That> covered, <laughs> those are my two CDs that I got to put on in the in the van driving to the races.
1: Was that how it worked? Your dad would drive you to races? Oh, yeah. The races? It was a whole
3: family. The reason why we started racing was to be together as a family. So oh, my sister that. was the one who really wanted to do it. And I just kind of was like, oh, OK. And so anyway, it turns out I was the one that you know kept going and made a career out of it. But it was to be together. My dad worked a ton. My wow. mom stayed home. And so we just didn't really know my dad. And so this was a way to spend time together on the weekends. So um, it obviously took off and we spent a ton of time together.
1: Anthony Rizzo, Eddie Vedder. Oh, my gosh.
0: The Game
3: 7 jersey, Riz, I know where that is. <laughs> my dad's closet?
0: I saw your dad wearing it. Yep. <laughs> yep. One of the last playoff games, yep. The jersey was the most memorable for me, but I gave that to my dad and my mom. My dad actually wears it. He's worn it a few times. Oh, my god! So, I know. Which is great. He's like a walk-in museum. Then we get to see it. The people <laughs> right, get to see right. it. We touch it. Yep, when I get it back, there's going to be like ketchup stains on it and mustard stains. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: that makes it even sauce. more authentic.
0: Exactly. So, those are memories that are forever in the pictures and the celebration. And, you know, you go back and watch the games. I, I was positive during quarantine, this game seven seemed like it was on every other day. Right, on right. TV. Uh, and getting actually to sit down and just catching clips of it. And every time Rajay Davis hits the home run, I scream, no, <laughs> no, the slider. <laughs> All right. Hey, Lindsay, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm doing it again. I, I got a question for you. Do it. Okay. Okay. Riz gave me one of his myths like an amazing gamer from, I think, 2017. And it went to a, a, a dear friend of mine who's a big Chicago fan is left-handed and is also number 44. And he loved it, by the way. (laughs) That's great, now you're giving me homework. He referenced a hint during... Left-handed, 44, big Chicago fan. World figure.
1: Oh, Obama! (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I'm sitting here sweating like, oh my God, why don't I know this question? (laughs)
0: Super Bowl MVP Ray Lewis and then you've got gospel superstar Kirk Franklin.
2: I was always looking for what my true identity was. Right? Okay. And so when people finally read my book for the first time, they was like, "Wait a minute, what do you mean your name ain't Ray Lewis?" Right? Like my mom had me at 15 years old and my mom needed somebody to come sign as my father. But my father left. And I didn't have a name to be put in. So my mother called a friend whose name was Ray Lewis. Wow! And she said, Would you do me a favor? Would you come sign as my son's father? Wow. So Ray Lewis wow. came and signed as my father. So my name is Ray Lewis, which is another man's name. And I finally okay. met that man in the 11th grade and I shook his hand and I said, thank you. And I promised to make your name great. Oh, so wow. Yeah, I still live. <laughs> In that crisis, right? And so, when mm. me and my father, when we had our first real conversation, to where we actually took a ride, I was in my thirties. Wow!
1: Mm. And,
2: and he asked me to drive from North Carolina, from Charlotte, to another small part of North of Carolina, and I, I didn't say nothing, Kirk, for three and a half hours. I sat in the car and kept my mouth closed the entire time, Lindsay. I'm telling you, I did not say a word. Why? Why? I was so mad. Got you, got you. I'm like, where you been all these years? Like, How could you do that, right? And so I didn't want to say it because I was going to lose my mind. So I sat there and he talked for three hours. And when we pulled up to this old greenhouse, it was actually my grandfather who I had never met or even known. Him and his father started talking. He asked his father, why did you leave me? And why did you? And I'm like, what do you mean? Why did he leave you? And I realized that that it was a generational curse thing that was going on. Yeah. And i would never forget it. When we when we left, I said, this curse stops with me.
0: Jimmy Johnson and the yeah. Avet Brothers. You don't have to tell people when you've got it. You don't have to say anything. And I don't know how much of a, a loudmouth Jimmy was early on, but he didn't seem to be a loudmouth. He just seemed to go and perform and go and do it. And his actions showed who he was who he is and um that seemed to be a little bit different than some of the bravado that this is something that i admire a lot it's like his actions do all the talking and the rest is really just handsome integrity you know it's really beautiful so for that to be in nascar was a little different than than how we had all seen it growing up
1: yeah where'd that come from jimmy
0: I don't know, but I could listen to Scott talk about me all day long. <laughs> well, I, well, that's a good answer, because if he told you where it came from, I know he was, he was BSing, you know, because <laughs> there's no way he could have known, you know.
1: <laughs> that was a little bit of The Artist and the Athlete by Lindsay Zarniak. Uh, make sure you check that out and come back later this week for a regularly scheduled episode of Rebel Radio.